Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At homethreads.com, Discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Briars, America's favorite ice cream brand. If you're on a low-carb diet like me, dessert can be tricky, but not with Breyers Carb Smart line of sweet treats. With flavors like chocolate-covered almond, vanilla, peanut butter, and caramel swirl, you too can feed your sweet tooth craving while getting three grams of fiber and keeping it to three to five grams net carbs per serving. And did I mention they're insanely delicious? No sacrifices needed. Find Breyers Carb Smart at your favorite retailer. Spring rolls, you don't have to cook, you just soak them in water, so technically they count as no cook. And then you can put any kind of vegetables or those pre-cooked proteins in there, and they make like an interactive and super satisfying dinner. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. This week's episode is all about no-cook meals. No heat meals. Don't cook but eat. <laughs> I like don't cook but eat. That's so good. All right. I can't wait to get into this because I love an episode that starts with a good like debate over terms. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you find yourself with an extra minute, leave us a review and rate us to those ratings help more busy home cooks find us. We've had a couple of other episodes where we've had this like nomenclature debate. One was with Kelsey Nixon, where we had an episode about 
shortcut dinners, dinner shortcuts. Yes, and both. And then also one pan, one bowl meals This came, with Beth Lipton. This also sort of came up. Yes, like, totally. Okay, but first I'd like to pause and point out that you're showing off nomenclature. Um, <laughs> I love a good, a good big Wait, word moment. Wait, do you ever like, use a big word and then you're like, did I use that correctly? Like yes. internally, that's what oh I'm doing. Oh my God, all the time. Every single time. Every, like even words I use all the time. I'm like internally being like, was that the right use? Also, uh, I'm gonna do see you if anyone pauses me. Do you sometimes use words in writing that you never say and vice versa? And then when you flip the script, like a word that you always write out, you say it out loud and you're like, oh, that's weird. 1000%. 1000%. Even though writing advice is write how you speak. And I just, I don't know, there's different language for both in my I world. Agree. Although I have been told that I do write like I speak. I think that's actually why like my writing resonates in this space because people are like, oh, like that's that's her yapping again. I can Um, relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We clearly have different perspectives on your your language, but language is a good segue into this is a episode requests that we get a lot, but it's always some variation on these terms. And we are maybe unclear about which they are. Yeah. And it matters. No cook meals. Is it no heat meals? And it matters because I think there's a difference between going into your kitchen, collecting a bunch of stuff, dumping it in a bowl or, you know, platter on a platter and serving it versus like cooking everything in just one bowl or versus having prepped ingredients a while ago on heat and then Mm -hmm. putting it out or putting stuff in the instant pot or slow cooker. No heat there, but you are cooking. So, I mean, technically there's heat. You're just not standing over the stove sweating. Well, correct. Also, I feel like This is one of those things, one of those like myths in food writing that parents really want to call out where people like, this is an easy no cook meal. But then you like have to soak rice noodles in boiling water and you need like a mandolin and a peeler and six bowls to like make a sauce. So even though it's like a no cook meal, technically you're still doing kind of work yes to make a meal when you're it's actually for like nights where you don't want to put the effort in because it's like so hot or you're so tired or you're just over it so so here's what i propose because we actually have an episode like this nearly exactly (laughs) last summer and it's always good to revisit so there are going to be fresh ideas here but i do think that in the the last time we tackled this we tried to kind of span all of it and I think that's a good place for people to start. But here in this episode, what do you think about like literally you do not have to turn on a stove or take out an appliance? We're talking about mixing ingredients together straight from your pantry or fridge without ever having put heat on them. Is that oh, too hard? MG. It sounds super challenging and we're going to do it anyways. Oh my God. I didn't know you were going to be down for it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Are you ready? You know what it sounds like? It sounds a little bit like like what we talked about with Kelsey Nixon about shortcut meals. And I do think that there's like 
some smart shopping that has to happen in order for these kind of assembly meals to take place. Okay, so let's start there because I totally agree with you. What do people need to shop for? Should we just jump in? Yes. Okay. So in the supermarkets, things that I buy that I find help me make no cook meals on busy weeknights, like not even reheating things in the microwave, are bagged salads and slaws. I know that they sometimes get a bad rap, but like if you can just buy already shaved broccoli and carrots or even just like the already shaved carrots or a bagged slaw that doesn't come with a dressing, but you can dress it yourself. I find that's like a really easy base for these sort of like assembly meals. I also think pre-cooked proteins, whether it's like shrimp that's already cooked, but it's frozen. And so you just have to let it thaw or a rotisserie chicken. My grocery store actually sells like the pulled chicken already. Like if you can't even be bothered to buy the rotisserie chicken and pull the meat off, you can just buy like (laughs) the already pulled chicken. It is. It also speaks to like their customer base, right? Like we're all (laughs) a little bit that lazy sometimes. And then I also think things like you can buy pre-boiled hard-boiled eggs or pre-cooked hard-boiled eggs. And I think this is like very specific to Trader Joe's or maybe I'm just like not as familiar as like the with the mega market brands of these type of foods. But like you can buy carnitas, like pulled pork that's already cooked and sealed and you don't even have to heat it to eat it totally um so i like those kind of things but i also think and this is where i think you're more the expert that there are a lot of vegetables that we that i could be buying that would be really easy to turn into no cook meals yeah so okay i want to talk about proteins for a second because again i have said this a million times over i am a hypocrite (laughs) I will stay forever. (laughs) Like I make random. I'm like, oh, that's too processed for my family. But then like I serve hot dogs. So whatever. Those prepped meats are not my favorite. Like if they come from like the big brands like Smithfield already cooked pork, like not my jam. I will get a rotisserie chicken from the market, though. See, hypocrisy at work. And I also really I don't like, know if it's hypocrisy. I think it's like you contain multitudes. We all I have those I things. Contain multitudes. You and the yes. words today. I'm feeling this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so like hard salamis, cured meats, and deli meats are also yes. really great. I can't believe I didn't mention deli meats. Yeah. Deli meats are great. And then like, if you want to get a little fancier, like prosciutto or, you know, whatever, like even just taking like pita bread and fresh ricotta and like, you know, a jar of roasted red peppers and then like putting prosciutto on that, like delicious. It's like a raw pizza almost. Yeah. A flatbread. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> a flatbread. <laughs> Okay, so I can't believe you jumped to vegetables before talking about cheese, but okay, I'll follow. I'll follow. We're we're always like cheese forward. How did I? I, I don't, don't know. know because I just I think of you as like queen of salads, I like and not like salads like lettuce salads, but those really smart like I'm going to use a whole head of fennel and make like this yeah, really yeah yeah easy dressing. And yes, there's cheese, and maybe there's a can of chickpeas, but it's like 
a salad that lasts really long in the fridge. So you you don't even have to cook to start, but then you like also get to eat it for other meals. I just like, that's how I think of you. Salad queen. That's, that's I like the that. chicken lady. The chicken lady. <laughs> I am chicken lady first and foremost. Thank you very much. Yes. Don't forget to pick up your copy of Winter Winter Chicken Dinner. I feel like I always want to like go into like that, like weird fast, TV advertising voice like every time we mention it we can start at cheese we don't have to start at vegetables well let's start let's start at vegetables I think that definitely like vegetables plus canned beans plus cheese to me is like a beautiful beautiful thing because that's your protein it's heft the vegetables make you feel good it's just very very easy so I think that cucumbers, I think that fennel, I think that peppers um, are all really great. Like when you're getting away from the leafy greens, of course, lettuce, spinach, that's wonderful too. But like they don't fill you up quite the same way. Um, And then I think the key to this stuff is also is adding like those flavor boosters, like capers, olives. Um, What else goes in there? I mentioned roasted red peppers. You know, uh, like get a bunch of different salsas that you can mix into a vinaigrette. Like those flavor boosters make it feel like you're eating something more than a salad. But also when you get that big like punch of flavor, like the acid, the salt, maybe a little hot sauce you put in your dressing, like not enough to burn your kids' faces off, but just a little bit to add flavor. I feel like that really satisfies me. I feel like there must be a science behind it, like how those things hit your taste buds and what receptors they trigger in your brain. If I'm eating like a salad at lunch that's really light, if it has a really flavorful dressing, I am much more into it than if it's just like a regular vinaigrette. I feel more full, like I feel more satisfied. I bet there is science to it, but I like your formula of just like hearty vegetables, can of beans plus cheese. Like I'm going to remember that more easily. Yeah. And then nuts and seeds are also really great for no, completely no cook meals because they add a little bit of crunch too. But like croutons are great. You know, cheeses that work well without heat are a lot of the crumbly cheeses like cotija, feta, you know, just dicing up. If you're going to use deli meat, also just like diced cheddar. That's a great one. Like those big blocks of cheddar from Cabot that we love so much, like cube that up and toss it in a salad. Again, adds protein, adds fat that makes you feel full, makes you feel satisfied. And talk about like a huge burst of flavor, right? That Cabot, the extra sharp or their sort of like drier cheddar cheeses, they bring so much flavor to the party. Yes, so good. And then I do think that bread, you know, everybody knows that because I tend to skew towards lower carb eating, I like don't eat bread on the regular, like bread's not on my table as a matter of course on my dinner table. But if you're going to have one of these no cook meals, I feel like bread is key. It just makes everything like heartier and more delicious because it's bread. We'll talk about this more later in the season when we talk about like what we're cooking and eating for summer. But I personally am declaring this the summer of sandwiches for our family. Ooh, I like that. Can you talk to us more about that? Because that fits. No cook. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to talk more about it. The thing that has happened, this is a funny, like the cooking intelligence we've taken out of quarantine is like when you're really burnt out on cooking, but also like you don't really want to eat out for whatever reason, whether it's budget or time, 
we found that like having this stuff on hand to make sandwiches once a week as a dinner option is not only like a breath of fresh air in a cooking routine, but also like super fun, which then encourages my kids to like eat more vegetables. So a lot of times we're just buying like a pound or two of like roast chicken or roast turkey from the deli counter. And we're having like the best tomatoes, the best cucumbers, the best lettuce that we're getting from our farmer's market and just literally putting out like mustard and mayo. And whether we're buying like a nice loaf of sourdough bread or we're just getting our my favorite like Dave's killer bread sliced bread, we make sandwiches and then we have chips and sometimes we cut up a watermelon on the side and it just is like no cook. Everyone gets exactly the sandwich that they want, which is super satisfying for all involved. And um, there's like very little cleanup. It's just like putting the mustard and mayo back in the fridge and wrapping up the bread. No pans to clean, no bowls to clean. It's brilliant. I also have a recipe on the kitchen, which we'll share. And I think I talked about in last year's no cook meal episode. Is this like a a sub sandwich where you make like a super flavorful cream cheese and then it gets just like a ton of sliced vegetables on it and it is so so good I'm not even tooting my own horn here it's got like tomatoes cucumbers peppers red onion and then you could go even above and beyond that do like some grated carrot and make just like this awesome super veggie dense sub sandwich That sounds so delicious. And my kids would love that. And also we have a whole episode on hummus, but hummus also makes a great sandwich spread too and adds protein that helps you feel satisfied as well. And you could, even if you didn't have hummus, but you had a can of beans, right? Like you could take that can of beans and just like mash it with a fork. Specifically, I think of like kidney beans, pinto beans, and white beans as being good candidates for this. But like you could make a bean sandwich or even bean toast. Or like you like to do tostadas a lot during the rest of the year, but you could do like kind of an open face bean sandwich thing too without melting cheese. I've shared this on my Instagram TV. I have this white bean toast that's literally can of white beans. You can use whatever, like oil, vinegar, a little lemon, a ton of fresh herbs. And it's like, I think I list it as marinated beans. And then I just put it on sliced toasted sourdough. But if you don't want that heat, you don't even have to toast it. (laughs) But like, like, we just eat that bean toast. Yeah. It's so good. Also, I I feel like there's this whole British tradition of like beans on toast of all kinds. Like you could do like baked beans. You could do sort of like pickly beans like you're talking about or marinated beans. We've talked about this before, Stacey, both of us. We love beans as just like a salad option that's not really a salad or like a green salad, but without cooking. Totally. I want to go back to sandwiches for a second because a lot of sandwiches that are presented as dinner sandwiches, like that when people want to make their sandwich like fancier, I I firmly believe that this is a like parent guilt thing (laughs) where like, you know what? Like, honestly, a ham and cheese sandwich on sliced bread is fine for dinner people. But if you must get fancy, um, a lot of them require heat to either like melt cheese or like a panini But pressed sandwiches, if you get the right kind of bread, typically like focaccia bread that doesn't have a super thick crust, you can 
like layer everything on, put a little vinaigrette and then like slice the focaccia in half and you're putting everything in between and then just put like a heavy pot on it or something and let it like press down. So no heat, but you get something that feels a little bit different and the bread kind of soaks up the nice vinaigrette and it just, it's like, it has a panini feel, but without the heat. Yes. Like a muffalata. Yeah. When you said press sandwich, I thought you were going to go towards panini, but I forget how how there's like a whole tradition of Italian subs also that are like make ahead and you wrap them in plastic wrap or foil and then you like purposefully smush them so that everything sort of gels together oh so good Um, i love 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 that idea hey before we jump into other no cook meal ideas let's take a break to hear from this week's sponsors megan summer break is finally here how are you feeling about it this year I'm honestly feeling all of the parent feels right now. Right? I mean, there's relief that remote school's over, dread that there's no camp, concern about how we're all going to manage work-family life with so many of us still at home. And guilt. With parents balancing more than ever, it's easy to feel bad about the choices we make to occupy our kids. I know, but you know what? Let's get to the good stuff, because we're here with fantastic news. First off, we're writing all parents a permission slip to let go of the guilt. Y'all are doing your best, and it's truly good enough. And hey, Megan, us too! Truly. And we're proud to share KiwiCo, a new sponsor making it easier for parents to keep kids busy and learning all summer long in a way that feels good to them and to us. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on art and science projects that kids can do from home. Each KiwiCo box is delivered monthly and comes with all the supplies needed for that month's project, plus detailed kid-friendly instructions and a cool magazine filled with content to learn more about each crate's theme. I love the huge range of topics, too. Emmett gets the koala crate designed for preschoolers, and without travel this summer, Ella has been excitedly exploring through her Atlas Crate subscription. And hey, KiwiCo crates are not just for younger kids. The Maker and Eureka crates are amazing for tweens and teens like my 13-year-old, and there are three different options for school-aged kids like Oliver, my 10-year-old. He especially loves the science and engineering projects in the Tinker crates. With KiwiCo's hands-on art and science projects, kids can engineer a walking robot, blast off a bottle rocket, explore colorful, kid-friendly chemistry, and more, all from the comfort of home. Everything you need to make art and science seriously fun delivered to your doorstep. I've even gotten in on the fun, which is saying a lot since the most exciting part about KiwiCo crates is that they keep my kids busy independently. (laughs) Get your first month free on select crates at KiwiCo.com backslash didn't I just feed you that's k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash didn't I just feed you this week's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Breyers ice cream America's number one ice cream brand Megan I need your help I need new strategies to keep my boys away from my favorite sweet treat wait what are they stealing and can I have some They won't stop digging into my Briar's Carb Smart. I keep explaining that I buy it for myself because it's low carb and they know that I eat lower carb for health reasons, but they don't seem to care because the flavors are so good. (laughs) 
<laughs> 13-year-old even says that he should eat it because it's got three grams of fiber, which is good for everybody. Ugh, Habilis, I wish I could help. But can I be honest? I don't watch carbs or much of anything else other than taste. And I'm obsessed with Breyers Carb Smart, too. Because hello, tubs and bars and caramel swirl, chocolate-covered almond, vanilla, and peanut butter. Yes! Ah, you're no help! <laughs> <laughs> But I suppose this makes it easier to have an ice cream party together one day when we can. So fine. I'll share with all of you. If you want to get in on the fun too, whether you're on a low carb diet like Stacy or an eat anything diet you love like me, look for Briar's Carb Smart at all major retailers and get an exclusive discount code at briars.com backslash didn't I just feed you. Okay. So Megan, you mentioned pre-cooked frozen shrimp that just needs to be thawed and then it can be used and it's great for salads. And I love that suggestion. That's always like the number one thing on my list. I actually wrote an ode to frozen shrimp once for, I don't remember which outlet, but anyway. Of course you did. <laughs> we didn't talk about canned fish, which I know yeah, like different I people have different mixed feelings about, but salmon and tuna in particular, although sardines, like if that's your thing, like those are, those can be great too on a, like a big Greek salad with a side of bread. Yum. And add chickpeas to the Greek salad. Not traditional by the way, but it works. But I really like canned tuna. I do not like canned tuna. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mike really doesn't like it either, but you don't have to just make it traditional. You know, you can like chop up like some cucumbers, some olives, you know, throwing capers, a little fresh raw red pepper, and then do like a vinaigrette. And that is like a little bit, feels a little bit different. That actually mixes beautifully with white beans too. And now we're back to the beans on toast, but you've added some tuna if that's something you're willing to eat and your kids like. I love that as well. Okay. I do have a really practical question. So the reason I don't love tuna is I feel like I was traumatized by too much tuna noodle casserole as a kid, like <laughs> warm tuna with like creamy sauce and peas is somehow traumatic to me. <laughs> I, I actually understand that. But, I don't like warm tuna, like warm canned tuna. Yeah. But people love tuna melts and especially Brian loves a tuna melt. So occasionally tuna melts I are buy a little tuna. weird even to me as a tuna salad fan. <laughs> Okay, good. That makes me feel like a little bit better. But I think I would be more willing to try canned salmon again because I feel like it would be a totally different like flavor texture experience and not give like give me weird flashbacks. So what when you're shopping for canned salmon, what do you look for? Okay, so I actually don't like canned salmon. I thought you were going to go somewhere <laughs> different. I don't like salmon, cooked salmon. <laughs> And you know, okay. the, the canned fish is cooked already. So I don't yeah, love yeah. cooked salmon. I thought you were going to go to tuna packed in oil because that actually mm. really does have a different texture. It's much heartier. It's much meatier. It doesn't break into those like really, really fine flakes unless you really work it. I find that canned salmon does remind me of canned tuna. I just happen to, okay. to not love. I find them to be interchangeable. That's going to be a hard pass no-go for me then on the canned salmon. I'm not I sure do, you're going to like it better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. Though we did like a whole tuna episode when I worked for Alton Brown and like 
One of the things I found was that I do like the oil packed, like the Ortiz and other brands where it like comes in a jar and it's like much, obviously much yes, more expensive, yes, but it's like a higher quality. That's what I'm quality. talking about. I do like that tuna. I just very rarely buy it. I'm more likely to buy the envelopes of tuna. And I, and I make the distinction because one of the things we learned in that, in researching for that episode is that the packets are actually cooked less because they are less dense than the cans. And so they offer like a little bit f- better flavor and texture, if that matters to you. They're also a little bit more expensive than the cans of tuna, too. Okay. While we're talking fish, I'm going to go somewhere really different. I love it. Poke and ceviche. Let's talk about using acid to quote unquote cook. <laughs> Our oh, fish, so that, that you have allowed? a no-cook meal. Yes, I'm so, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so ceviche—that's what you do with ceviche, right? Poke is actually a little yes. bit different because you're not cooking the fish. It's still like you need to get sushi grade. It's raw, but it has this great flavor just from being tossed with a sauce, basically. Yeah. Do you ever make either of those things? I haven't. I think I would be game for this summer to try making poke at home. Because we actually love it so much as a thing that we eat out. So why not try and make it at home? Totally. Ceviche, I also love, and Brian also loves, but we're in this weird period with Ella where she thinks like out and out she doesn't like seafood. Okay. So that makes it challenging. It's Okay. So here's what the interesting thing is that also Oliver can be very finicky about seafood as well. But ceviche he loves because he loves vinegar in general. Mm-hmm. Like he loves strong lemon, lime, vinegar flavors, like things that have a lot of acidy punch is like his favorite. And ceviche offers him that. So that feels different to him somehow than if I give him like a cooked piece of, you know, I don't know, he won't eat salmon either. So whatever, a cooked piece of fish, <laughs> <laughs> like halibut, whatever. Yeah. Part of the reason you mentioned that is because you know that Ella loves pickles. Yes. And I wonder if like... Maybe you try it as like an appetizer or a lunch or something that you just have on hand for you, like a small batch to like test the waters because low stakes. Yeah. Like a huge bowl of ceviche with like, um, you know, plantain chips on the side. Oh, yummy. Yummy. Love it. You mentioning ceviche makes me think of all kinds of spring rolls and other wraps also. Do you guys ever do that for dinner? Like. Spring rolls, you don't have to cook. You just soak them in water. So technically they count as no cook. And then you can put um, any kind of vegetables or those pre-cooked proteins in there. And they make like an interactive and super satisfying dinner. Yeah. So we don't do that. And I totally want to give it a try this summer. I also like to put noodles in my spring rolls. Um, (laughs) But then that's cooking. So it's important that you don't have to. You can just pack it with like lettuce to fill it out and then like shrimp like we're talking about and chopped peanuts and yumminess. I like that wraps and spring rolls make for give you an opportunity for yummy dipping sauces. Yes. Right? Like a plum sauce, hoisin, like a peanut sauce. I don't know, like making your own barbecue sauces. Oh, that's cooking. Never mind on the barbecue sauce. The other sauces you can (laughs) blend up. (laughs) Yeah, although we've been doing it recently, like 
rice wine vinegar with a little garlic chili crisp and sometimes like a pinch of sugar in it, which is a no-cook sauce that we love for like spring rolls or putting on top, top of rice bowls for other occasions. Talking about sauces makes me want to mention that we have a whole episode about sauces and a lot of them are no-cook and they're easy ways to give that get that like punch of flavor that you were talking about without cooking food. Yes. Like all your raw veggies are better because of sauces. Okay, so I feel like I know what we're going to end on. Maybe you don't. Maybe I <laughs> Let's be surprised. Let me but, be surprised. Okay. But before we go there, I just want to talk about, you know, like a couple of times we've slipped and like I was thinking, "Oh, what about like sushi hand rolls? Oh, rice, that's cooking. Yeah. So uh, like quick, fun, carb, crunchy element that you don't necessarily have to cook but can eat is ramen noodles. Yes. OMG. This is one of my favorite hacks. Salads. I don't know. What do you call this? Both. You take... It's a hack salad. <laughs> yes. It's a hack salad. I sometimes like refer to it as like a trash food, which is so terrible because it's not. I not actually good. really love it. Yeah, I know. But like, like in the best, good most loving way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but like you take the ramen noodles, you crunch them up still in the package, and then you toss them with a bag of like that broccoli slaw, the seasoning packet from the ramen noodles. And then you make like a really, really robust salad dressing, which is like rice, wine, vinegar, sesame oil. You put some chopped almonds or whatever other kind of crunchy nuts that you like. And sometimes we add like the ro- that rotisserie chicken, right? Cold chicken to it. And totally. it is like the most flavor packed, super crunchy, last forever salad. And everyone who ever eats it is like blown away by how good it is. And it's so, so easy. Yum. That sounds so delicious. Yeah. So grab that packet of ramen. Just it's very affordable. You can always throw out the flavor packet. We're going to wrap it up. I thought it was very obvious to us both that we would end here, but maybe it's not. I just totally made up that story in my mind. But snack boards and smoothies, two things that we talk about all the time, all the time. I think we have episodes on both. So it's like, do do we really (laughs) expand other than to say, Hey, you can put out a bunch of veggies and a couple of dips, like some hummus and whatever sauces you have on hand and some cheese and call that dinner. And also you can just blend up fruit and yogurt and veggies in your blender and also call that dinner. And we think you should. We think you should. Yes. What is the, can you think of like the one most creative thing that you've put on a snack board? What a great question. I can only think of like the fun things where I've been like, let's have red vines on this snack board. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, I've got um, a really good one. Fruit? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. my God, Megan, that's really weird. I was just about to say, like when we were experimenting with Oregon fruit, when we first discovered this delicious canned fruit that isn't packed in sugar and syrup, like we were like, oh yeah, look on this snack board, like over yogurt, like in different ways. Yes. So yummy. Which also shout out to yogurt as a dinner. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't mention that. I, I know you mentioned it in either. last year's no cook <laughs> <laughs> meal episode, but like yogurt bowls, hell yes to those as dinner. Hell too. yes. Oh, beef jerky. That's another good one. It's beef. You don't cook it. It's protein. Beef jerky. Also, do you put that on <laughs> snack boards, or you just mean like no, like in even general? on your dinner board, like 
hummus and like, you know, like, I don't know, hummus, pita chips, some beef jerky like that. That'll fill them up. (laughs) Yeah, I can actually see that working really well, even in like the ramen noodle salad. Oh, like a chopped up beef jerky. Yeah, they usually uh, often there's the teriyaki flavor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Dropping gems, people. Dropping gems. That's what we're here for. (laughs) And we should probably end on a high note. So I will just say, make sure that you're not just subscribed to Didn't I Just Feed You, but also to our newsletter. We send out two a week so far. You get a bonus recipe in one and you get our favorite weekly find in the other. You can subscribe to our newsletter using the link in our Instagram bio, on our Facebook page, or just go directly to didn't I just feed you.com. Speaking of Instagram and Facebook, you can find us there as at didn't I just feed you. And we'd also really love to have you in our private listeners group on Facebook where you can join with the code word whiskey or by telling us your favorite cocktail. Also, I'm going to start a thread in there about canned tunas oh, and canned good. salmon because yes. I want more info. And I feel like our listeners know what's what. And don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode. Leave us a review or a rating or tell your friends about us. It means the world to us. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge, huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. What is something you would never eat? I would never eat fish. I don't like fish.